Computer, initialize Holosuite. Space, the final frontier. Let's see what's out there. There are a million things in this universe you can have, and there are a million things you can't have. It's no fun facing that, but that's the way things are. You can deny me all you want. But you cannot deny Ben Sisko. Exist. Dismissed. Let's start with expression four. Get out. Welcome to a brand new episode of Her First Trek, a Star Trek review podcast. My name is Kyle West and I am joined by the one and only Katie West. I doubt I'm the only one. Oh, there probably are other Katie Wests, actually. You're the only one in my life, though. I, I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, Mrs. West. So for anyone who missed our last episode, we are now married. So we got married. We haven't got divorced yet. So we've We're doing well. Yeah, we're down a month. That's one month down. Probably Longer a couple of hundred to go. <laughs> oh God, it's Don't so long. Don't sound so stressed about that. I'm stressing out a bit about it. I won't lie. <laughs> Not as much as me. We're recording this as the on the same day that the uh, trailer dropped for Star Trek Prodigy and Star Trek Lower Decks Season 1. Neither of which season I two, have even, seen sorry. yet. You haven't seen either of them, so keeping that as a little surprise for you, a treat before our next episode of Blast Shield. In the meantime, Katie, and we will talk about this on Blast Shield, but Mariner herself listens to our show. I literally can't believe it. Yeah, if you listen to the pod directive, Tawny Newsom said uh, that she listens to Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast, which is our show. So that's pretty awesome. Big shout out. Got a lot of uh, interest in the show from that, actually. So big shout out to Tawny. Thank you. And uh, hi. Hello. We don't know. If, we don't know if she listens to this one, but definitely uh, Blast Shield. But you know, like I didn't think she would be listening to the other one, so That's that true. was a mother trucking surprise. Yeah, yeah, you were like starstruck, speechless, speechless, which is not great when you're on a podcast. Yeah, that was. <laughs> it was. It was problematic. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, yes, welcome to the show. Uh, it feels like forever ago that we dropped our last episode, mm-hmm. and it kind of was for us really because the last one was our last Patreon episode. Oh, yeah. So that was ages ago. Yeah, it's normally released two weeks before it goes public, which it was in this case. But we announced on that episode, on the after show, that we had actually bring in the Patreon package to an end for the time being. So we switched off the Patreon, said thank you to our patrons. But with all other stuff going on in the world, and for us, we couldn't really manage to be pumping out extra content and stuff right now. So it didn't seem fair to try and sort of take any financial income from the show and we, we busy we very busy we be busy uh yeah i want it to be fair to everyone so no more patron so we haven't recorded for about four weeks as we go it's into nice this. now because it's just for fun yes just for fun and um, funsies funsies uh, you know what isn't fun the amount of heat that i am feeling around me i disagree the uk is in a heat wave right now well actually the heat wave is coming to an end Yes. And I am living for it. Living for the heat wave or living for it to end? No, living for the heat wave. Really? Yeah, I could totally live in weather like this. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's really, really sad because it means our Earth is on fire and I'm mourning oh, yeah, our the previous pa- the planet's, Earth. The planet's dying. Yeah. However, what a glorious couple of days it's been. Oh my gosh, uh, it's been horrific. I don't even know how you could say this. I have had sweat come out of parts of my body that I didn't even know could sweat. Refreshing, no? No. A lot of the times I haven't felt even hot and then I've just felt my skin and it's as if I've 
got out of a swimming pool. I saw a really funny thing the other day and it said that, what's it been, like 30 degrees? 30 degrees in any other country feels like 30 degrees, but 30 degrees in the UK feels like you're living in Satan's armpit. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's very true. Uh, us Brits, it's not typically good weather in Britain, so we always want some We spend our weather. lives wishing for this yeah. kind of heat wave. And then it comes and it's like, it's too hot. Yeah, it's uh, horrific when it kicks in. But I guarantee you, if it does rain this weekend, as forecasted we will be complaining in about two or three days about the rain and also complaining that our summer is now over yes because let's face it we probably get like four or five days of sunshine yes it's extreme sunshine but you gotta take what you can get yeah i mean thanks to global warming you know every now and then every couple of years we get a ridiculously hot summer like last year Mm. but last year was the first time in about Six years. And is it always at a really weird time as well? It's like May or September. It's yeah, never really. in June or July. Oh yeah, yeah. We don't get we don't get a hot an actual hot summer months. Autumn is worryingly warm, or mm. uh, or spring is like ridiculous. I have a so. question. Why do they call it Indian summer when it's a late summer? I'm not sure. Me neither. I'm not sure. Someone tell us that. I'll probably Google it before anyone tells us the answer. <laughs> I always do that. I ask questions. I'm like, hey, let me know. I, don't I know, could the, like easily go. Well, the planet's all the place, isn't it? It's like this right now is like getting what to winter for Australians. Like their uh, summer yeah. is in like our winter. Yeah, they have Christmas pictures of them on the beach and I'm sorry, that's just not okay. Every single Christmas day, I'll go on my Facebook I and know. some of my friends who now live in Australia will be posting photos of their barbecues mm-hmm. on the beach on Christmas Day, and I'm like, that is disgusting. Alison, I'm talking to you. Stop oh. sending me. <laughs> oh, shit, you just called You just called out your friend, are <laughs> Wow. Calling yeah. them out. Uh, so we aren't actually a weather service podcast, so we do plan but to talk. But we are British, and British people do love talking about the weather. Yeah, uh, a good, like, icebreaker kind of thing. It's one of those things you use to, when well, you've got nothing to talk about with people that you don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, it's... Uh, Nice out today, isn't it? Oh, oh, the weather's really bad, isn't it? Last couple of days, honestly, going into a shop or just like chatting to anyone, everyone's brought up the weather. Mm-hmm. Everybody, because you can't leave that lie. No, you got to talk. You got to talk about it. It's or the, one the fact thing... that it's the summer holidays and the kids are off for seven weeks, and all parents feel like they are being strangled slowly. Yeah, well, not me. Well, not luck- me. Lucky um, fucking you. Yeah, uh, as. Uh... <laughs> As mentioned on previous podcasts, I've started in a new uh, a new job role, so I am away from the house for working hours. So I uh, I don't have the joy of our children all day every day now. I did last year during lockdown. That was enough. Like our daughter can talk much better now, so I can't imagine introducing that voice into the, the mix. But you, given that you work from home, typically you are with the children. How has that been going for you? Bearing in mind that there may be some employees from social services listening to this podcast we don't want our children taken away from us. How have they been? It's like spinning plates that are on fire Okay. in a pit of snakes wow. who are all really, really angry and like biting specifically my ankles to nourish themselves. Oh, you see, for some reason in that visual then, I was thinking the plates being on sticks spinning. Yeah, they are. And then just but to the ground on the snakes. And then I was thinking, well, if the plates fell with the fire on them onto the snakes, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But you're obviously saying that you yeah, are holding the there. sticks that are spinning the plates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have you're to keep the them spinning. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm on a fucking Zoom call. I'm on a Zoom call, yeah. that's <laughs> Trying to remain calm. <laughs> <laughs> So stay with us throughout the summer as we chart Katie's... Parents, you know, you know. I don't even have to say it. Yeah, but that's a whole new podcast on its own, like, you know, charting your adventure through 
No one wants to hear that. The kids <laughs> Even I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I can't imagine anything worse than experiencing it mm-hmm. all day and then doing a podcast about it. Yeah, I don't want to relive it. Yeah. So our podcast uh, is about Star Trek, believe it or not. If you listen to the show for the first time... Uh, well, let's be honest, he probably turned the podcast off by now because we, we haven't mentioned anything about our subject matter. So, uh, yes, if you're still with us, thank you very much. And if you're a regular listener, thank you as well. Because without you, well, I don't know really where I was going with it, but you are important to us. So, yeah. We appreciate you. Oh, don't say that. That's like, uh, if someone says it, it sounds it, we really sarcastic, you. doesn't it? But I really yeah. mean it. Yeah, you do. It means a lot I to do. you, actually. It does mean a lot to you. I, I always... This, the reason I don't have Twitter is because I really genuinely believe no one wants to hear what I have to say. Yeah, this so is this true. is a big surprise this, for me. Guys, this is the reason Katie isn't on Twitter. If you're wondering why she's not on there, it's because she, <laughs> A, doesn't know how to use it, and B, is not sure, really, that anyone would want to hear I it. I have nothing to contribute. So this is a massive shock to me that anyone wants to hear my opinions on anything. So this is the last time, Kate, that we're recording a podcast like without significant pressure. Because in two weeks, we go live with our second season of Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast. Blast where, Shield! Blast Shield! Where we'll be recording weekly episode reviews of that and releasing them on Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast, whilst still doing this show. Now, I remember a year ago when I pitched this show to you and I suggested, in fact, I all but promised that this show would go on hiatus for the time that uh, Lower Decks would release podcast uh, episodes so that we wouldn't have to worry about being overworked and having too much going on in the podcast world. But uh, I have absolutely broken that promise. Near You've promise. I never, I never promised. to... Yeah, so we're just going Plates. Gonna... Yes, so, yeah, I've added more, more fire plates to your mm-hmm. plate spinning snake pit Zoom call antics. So... Of gourmet dishes of... that I have to feed like a queen. Yes, of that. So, yes, uh, the episodes, and to accommodate for this, you know, we are full-time people. Uh, these episodes are going to stay a little shorter for the uh, the next couple of months, but we are still going to crack on with our reviews of Star Trek. In fact, um, we've got a lot to say about upcoming episodes, really. We're still trudging along in the first season of all the shows. Coming up on the end, though, of Voyager season, and DS9's is in sight. So we will be chatting about two episodes of Star Trek this week. Katie, would you like us to start talking about them now? Hit me. Oh gosh, I mean, don't, don't actually. I've already mentioned me. social services and now you've told me to hit you, so brilliant. Okay, we're, on to, we're off to a good start. Well done. <laughs> One of the risks of not being scripted, guys, on this show. Before we do start talking though about the episode, please give us a follow on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I don't actually post too much on there right now because I'm so busy with other stuff, but please give us a follow. It's a good way to find out news. We are at her first trek. You can also follow our Star Trek Lower Decks podcast at Blast Shield Up on uh, all the typical social medias. The really important one, though, guys, is could you please go to uh, Apple Podcasts and give us a, well, I hope, a five-star rating. If it's anything less, then you really do me over. But a five-star rating, uh, which will help us feed our children. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. No, I'm joking. I'm not going to try and... Can you stop with the social services shit? Yeah, yeah, okay. We're getting... Our kids are fine. Yeah, okay. I mean, our children are actually They had KFC fine. for dinner. If anything, they're... Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know if that's... I a... mean... Yeah. Is that a great shout for, <laughs> for our parenting? But uh, yes, our kids are fine. In fact, they're spoilt. They have too many things, if, if that's a, a thing. Uh, yes, we would love the reviews, though, and it means a lot to us. It helps us get up the algorithms and helps us climb the charts of Star Trek podcast it may have even helped us to climb that ladder to tawny newson yeah yeah we're reaching that could be you we're guys. climbing we're gonna get into it we're gonna talk two more episodes of star trek 
this week. Thank you for listening this far and enjoy the rest of the show. Jadzia, I find this difficult to say, but I want you to know I wouldn't... Julian, there's really no need to apologize. In a way, I feel as if we've invaded your privacy. We all have fantasies and dreams we keep to ourselves. Thoughts that should remain private. I'm glad you understand. Of course I do. I was a young man. Once. So we can put all this behind us? Of course. Good. The computer seems to be having trouble finding a match. She really is submissive, isn't she? Is that how you want me to be, Julian? So submissive? I am not submissive. Am I? Uh, no. Um, uh, well, I don't think so. If wishes were horses, Katie, what would you wish for? <laughs> I don't understand the question. <laughs> so this DS9 episode saw some kind of radiation thing make them start to see things that they were imagining, basically. Why so, horses, though? Well, it's just an, I guess it's from a book or something, is it? Or a poem? Probably. I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so that's the premise of the episode, basically. So we meet Rumpelstiltskin, because Miles was reading a story to his daughter. Bashir, who'd been really let down in his attempt to woo Jadzia, ended up with a, a second Jadzia, who was much more forthcoming um, to his, and open to his, uh, his needs, so to speak. And we saw Promenade covered in snow. We saw... Uh, some famous baseball player. Some famous baseball player. We saw... Quark with two attractive women, who I think were also the big bird things that were running through the promenade. Okay. <laughs> because there was two of them, and when Quark couldn't find the women, those two birds were running around. But then the, oh. we stopped hearing, I think, the birds, and then we saw the women again. So I think it was the same oh. alien creatures, I don't know. And then they think the station's going to get destroyed by this weird radiation thing, whatever it is. But it turns out that was also in their imagination. Mm. Yeah, so that, and that was it. That was the episode. It wasn't, um, you know, this really was just a standalone episode of Does the week. Does what it says on the tin. Which I thought was alright. We've had a few episodes which have delved into Bajoran culture recently, and particularly Kira. So I thought it was nice to sort of break away from, from that for a bit. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Bashir and Jadzia bit first. I mean, he was really laying it on thick, wasn't he, at the start when he was yeah, telling Yeah, in the opening, that was um, extra. Even on his level. Like, he was like, you don't understand. Mm. Consumes my thoughts. And I was like, don't try guilt her into this luckily she switched on and she's like yeah that's not gonna happen and it doesn't seem to bother her as much as it would bother anyone else i guess because she's not technically just a woman she's yeah she's well she says it later on she's been a young man before yeah yeah so she's kind of amused by julian more than anything it's kind of funny i think jazira if she was just trill and wasn't a host she would probably be quite interested in julian i think really yeah i think it's the it's all the experience of the hosts and stuff that's It must make it very level. hard to have a relationship when you're a trill with a... You've really got to stand out from like the crowd, haven't you? Because like, mm. if you're trying to hook up with someone, that person you're trying to hook up with, maybe comparing to previous boyfriends, girlfriends, whichever, with a trill host, you potentially have got seven or eight lifetimes of husbands and wives and, and everything else that you're competing with to show what standard you should also, be Also, imagine if you're getting like down and dirty in the moment. And you know, sometimes like you'll be doing stuff and you just think of something really stupid and random and you're like, don't speak because it could be really embarrassing. Yeah. Imagine if your hosts try and like, and not your hosts, your previous people inside you are trying to like put you off <laughs> and they're like telling you jokes. 
been like, <laughs> shut up. Uh, could get that with Discovery, couldn't we? With Grey. Grey would keep showing up. Yeah. And what I loved as well in that bit was Jadzia called Julian out as well. Because when yeah. he was saying how desperate he is and she consumes him, he was like, well, what about Ensign so-and-so um, yeah. two weeks ago or this one last week? And he had a he had a reason for them all. What this pointed out to me straight away was that when the show started, Julian was kind of... You thought he was meant to be the ladies' man of the show. We've had Riker before, we had Kirk before that. But Julian was coming off as a super sleazy with it and, and just annoying. But you think we've recently had the episode where Miles didn't want to go on the mission with Julian because he was annoying. We've got this one where she's calling out the fact that he's just with different women all the time and and it's a bad thing for him. I'm starting to think that this isn't like a course correction. The Julian character wasn't working the way they wanted, but more a case of they always intended Julian to almost be to almost call out what that character had been like in Trek previously. Mm. Like the womanizing stuff is not working on Jadzia. And she's in fact pointing out that he's a bit of a ladies man. And he is, his excitement and stuff for the the galaxy is actually really exhausting on all those around him. So I thought... It would be really interesting to put someone like Jadzia up against Kirk. Oh, gosh. She'd wipe the floor with him. Yeah, definitely. What about when she came into Julian's quarters and started kissing him. Did you think that was real Jadzia? No, I knew something must be up because she's not going to do that. No, I couldn't work out if like Jadzia had been taken over or if it was a different one of her. We soon found out it was another one of her and Jadzia was very cool about this whole thing. She thought it was quite funny, I think. Yeah, and when Bashir tried to explain it away and saying like, you know, he wouldn't have ever done anything with this Jadzia, which I believe, I think once he realised what was going on, or even when he knew it was a second Jadzia, I don't think he would have taken advantage of that situation. He was um, weirdly hesitant about it. And I was like, why are you not just diving into this? You've been moaning about it for literally since the first time we had Well, even before he knew, he knew something was wrong. Like He thought she was winding him up. And it was a joke for the senior crew, but she had shown up in his quarters kissing him. Did he really think that she'd go that far yeah, for a prank? Yeah, that seems a strange prank. But Jadzia laughed it off. She said, look, don't worry about it. I've been a young man. I know what we all think about and stuff. But then she started to get a bit annoyed when sexy Jadzia started to call her out on being a bit stuck up. And, yeah. And suddenly it was like, oh no, Julian is going to get in trouble now. Because I guess the implication of that was uh, this is things that Julian thought that might have been coming through. And he was like, no, mm. no, I don't think these at all. Do you have any favourite parts in this episode at all? There wasn't a whole lot going on um, in it. No, you're right. There probably wasn't a, there wasn't a lot going on, but there actually was a lot going on at the same time. Maybe a bit too much. Nothing of significance. Nothing though. of significance really happened. I mean, when that subspace thing appeared outside, I was like, doesn't that have an old time? Like, don't worry about it. Just like put your shields up or like fire a photon at it or something or come up with some kind of other Star Trek mumbo jumbo that's gonna what about the twist that none of it was actually happening though yeah that was okay yeah that was a surprise that was pretty cool it never even crossed my mind it never crossed my mind no and i to be honest though i didn't really understand how all of this had happened and then we realized didn't we that the baseball player was actually representing a species i think so but did they even carry on with that as it went on well no because then cisco's like we don't know anything about you and the guy's like well i know a lot about you okay bye yeah i i thought that it was really indicated that it was actually an alien species ds9 has been on something of a roll for you recently well kind of hit and miss actually but the highs have been quite high recently you've turned the sort of page with kira yeah yeah she's in the girl squad uh, yeah changing moment for me yeah so how about uh, this episode where does it sit for you yeah it was good you enjoyed it yeah oh good just fluff that you'll never really think much of yeah i won't remember it but that's probably for the best yeah what i will actually i'd forgotten about it and i should remember it is when quark had accused odo of 
having uh, no imagination and then Odo imagined a quark in the in the brig <laughs> oh yeah and he, and he was laughing he's like no imagination ha 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 I thought that was quite funny that that's what Odo yeah. thinks of. <laughs> everyone else is seeing like sexual partners and stuff and Odo just sees quark in jail I mean that's what I want me and Odo we are on the same page <laughs> We need help from the Federation to rebuild our heritage. We need a younger generation, strong and healthy, following in the Aldean traditions. I don't understand. How can the Federation help influence your children in your traditions? Because we have no children, Commander. Bachelor was the last child born on this planet. And your medical community can do nothing. They've tried, Dr. Crusher, and failed. Perhaps we can help. Radu, exactly why were we invited here? We propose a trade, one which would solve our problem and give something back to the Federation. And the nature of this trade? We need some of your children. In payment, we will give you information that would take you centuries to acquire. Let's talk about kids and children. Doing it for the kids. Uh, and I'm thinking of WandaVision when they're doing that like talent show in episode two, mm. which is for the children, which means more now when you think about it because the parents were trying to do stuff or wanted Wanda to release their children. Mm. Let's move on from, <laughs> from WandaVision anyway. <laughs> what uh, podcast is this? Yeah, uh, in this episode, there's a mystery, isn't there? But sorry, this is When the Bow Breaks as well. It helps to say the episode name. Uh, I have no idea what that means. Is that from a book or something? Oh, I don't know. I was trying to figure out how it was related to what happened in the episode, but it wasn't really. No, I didn't really understand it. Yeah, there was a mystery surrounding a planet that had cloaked itself in darkness once upon a time. Uh, but they stumble upon it right away, the ship, the Enterprise D. Yeah, uh, it's been hidden for millennia, but yeah. they find it. Straight away. But I think they wanted to be found in this case because everything was being engineered to pull them towards uh, the planet because they were going to steal the children yeah. from Enterprise. Not many, only took seven. I mean, I don't think it's the quantity, it's the fact that they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I didn't say that as in to uh, You're like, it's only to seven. Justify. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's acceptable losses. Mm. No, I meant there's loads and loads of children on the ship, but they only took seven, which doesn't seem like a good amount to restart your society. No, but we don't know how many of them are in the society. True, I guess. I don't know, I just feel like seven wasn't enough. Also, I got issues with... So Wesley obviously got pulled down as well amongst... He was one of the seven... It's just he's so much older than the rest of them. I know that was weird. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, like they're all they're all legit what you would call children. And then Wesley, a few episodes ago, was being asked, "What do they do with minors, for sex and stuff?" In that episode, remember that one, that like, planet where they're all running around. Yeah. yeah. And then this one, it's like he's hanging out with five and six year olds as a child. So it felt a bit weird. But uh, the planet basically, they can no longer. Uh, they're technologically advanced. They're progenitors who used to be a really powerful species thousands of years ago in the Alpha Quadrant, left this computer thing in charge of the planet, really. They're not sure why, but the people have become infertile. They don't eat as much now. They're just a bit weaker. Pale. Yeah, we find it's because of radiation. Vampires. Vampires. Could be. Vampires stole our children. I think there was it saying the radiation, it was coming from the star, but it was coming from having that shield up around the yeah. planet that was hiding it. So eventually, you know, as they do, the crew concoct a plan to get the kids back. The kids don't want to stay there anyway, really, even though they were enjoying themselves. They wanted to be back uh, with their parents and they get them back. But at the same time, they give a cure to the people and can treat their infertility. But they need to learn now to not rely on this computer doing everything for them uh, and being hidden. They need to start to live in the light. 
Mm. Yeah, so I mean, proper standalone story. I don't think we can give this episode to anyone as like their episode. It was very ensemble. Yeah, there's lots of people involved. I thought Wesley played a big part in this. He did. Which I enjoy. He was not keen on the whole process at all. The kids were at least entertaining it, but Wesley was just like, no, no new mum. I will not do what you tell me to do. Screw you. Mm. Mm. Very uh, teenage angst. Yeah, he was He was very t- teenage angst. Angsty? Angsty? Angst? Angst? can't get my words out. I can't speak and you're just staring at me. <laughs> That's <laughs> just making me feel under pressure. Uh, what do you think of this episode then? Because when I asked you afterwards, you were quite happy with it. You said it, you said it was very good. I did say that. Mm. I stand by that. Do you? So yeah. you haven't changed your opinion since? No, the only thing that kind of bugged me about it, and that, to be honest, I probably would have... I mean, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed watching it. I didn't know what they were going to do. Enjoyed the outcome of it. You know, I like it when things are polished off and sorted in one episode. It oh, makes me nice happy. nice resolution. So yeah, everyone, everything was resolved. That was great. But the only thing I didn't really love so much about it was the computer. They said the computer did everything for them and... Wesley was given the clearance for this computer. That didn't really come to much. I thought that Wesley was going to use that to help them, which I thought would have been cleverer than them beaming down to do it. Because it's like, oh, well, you could have just done that all along if you'd found the fluctuation in the shield or whatever. Um, And also, we didn't see any evidence of everything this computer does for them. And I thought that would have been cool. Yeah, it was very unimportant in the grand scheme, wasn't Mm. it? But ultimately, they... They learned they needed to get rid of this computer thing anyway, didn't they? To learn to live without it. And we could use these lessons nowadays with mobile phones and, I guess, some TVs. So there's a message there saying, you know, it, it was slowly killing these people off. Today I walked through a park and I walked past, like, four people or four groups of people all came to, like, a junction at the same time. We had that awkward moment where you've got to, like, go around each other. But all <laughs> of... So was this, like, a four-way junction? No, it was a three-way junction. Because <laughs> I'm just imagining all of you just coming together. Stopping. Stood there saying, right, who... It's like a roundabout gonna... with, like, edging yourself out, like, yeah. who's going to go first? Are you going to go? No, no, you... Oh, oh, and you know how polite COVID. British people are. We're like, oh, uh, yeah. uh, oh, sorry. Oh, uh, we wouldn't want to walk on the mud. I did end up walking on the mud. Oh, dear. I did. But they were all on their phones and they only looked up because something got in their way. And even like there were a group of teenage girls, there were like four of them, and they were all on their phones. And I was not, like, why have you guys talking. met up with each other? Unless you're texting each other. Do you love that when you are uh, you go somewhere in a pub and back when you used to be able to go into pubs? Yeah, I remember. And uh, when you would look around like on a night and you just see like, you might see two female friends with each other and they're just like sat opposite each other on the table, but they're both just on their phones, just looking at everything on their phones. But so do you know what? I have learned never moment. to judge someone who's doing that because like I remember someone saying to me before like, you can judge a mum who's on their phone, but sometimes that's the only escapism you have. That's so true. like, yeah. yeah, your kid's playing at a park and they're like, mummy, look at me. And the mum's on their phone, so they miss whatever fascinating thing it is their kids are doing. All the other person sees is that their parent's on their phone. Yeah. But what's actually happened is that you've already watched that thing 5,000 times today yeah. Yeah. and you've had enough. But we could be headed towards becoming infertile because of it. We could be getting weaker, yeah. we could be dying, who I knows? I love how she said, like, this is a phenomenon that hit Earth in the 21st century. I'm like, then what? Yeah, what happened after that? So it was kind of like a global warming message in there as well. Bear in mind, obviously, this was, episode was made in the 20th century, so it really was trying to look ahead at where the weather was going and it's a Maybe, big thing right um, now. 
Maybe it's the COVID vaccine. It could, could have been the COVID vaccine. That's what did it. Joking. Yeah. You keep please. doing this on this show. You keep, I know. Guys, please you make, have your vaccination. I'm making fun of people who don't I vaccinate. Know. You make so many comments. I'm like, they're going to think she's a... Anti-vaxxer. An, yeah. What's the, a COVID non-believer or something. No, please. Like, if you think anything of me, please know I am not an anti-vaxxer. Any sort of favourite parts in this episode that you can remember later? Because for me, it's a very forgettable episode. Really? I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I wasn't into it. Like, it was okay. But I liked all it, it was when, like, Wesley rallied up the kids and he's like, come on, guys, we're not going to do what they say. And then that poor, sad little ginger girl just wants a piece of fruit and he's like, no. Yeah, you won't eat a damn thing. No, Alexandra. <laughs> you will starve just to make our case. And she's like, oh, okay. And the nice bit of comic relief when Picard had that tribble stuck to his back at the end. I love you called it a tribble. I know. I know it's yeah, not a tribble. It wasn't a tribble, but it was the fact that Katie knew what a tribble was was quite exciting. Yeah. Picard's just whole demeanour with the kids was hilarious. Because I reckon when the kids got taken... He was relieved. He was probably like... Do we really need them back, yeah, though? I feel like we missed the conference room meetings where he was trying to... He probably had a list, pros and cons, <laughs> to losing... <laughs> to going back to the kids. No more Heine from Dr. Crusher. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, Wesley's no not around. To, yeah, no Exactly. So he's weighing up the options. I mean, it was hilarious Shit, when, when that kid hugged him. And you could see he was just like, like the look what of is this? Fear and pure disgust really on his face i said to you it looked like when he was on the bridge at the end it looked like he was gonna barf all over (laughs) he kind of (laughs) reminds me of like what i was like before i had kids all right okay if anyone was like do you want to hold my baby i'd be like no see i'm like that like it's cute from afar but i don't want to touch it and now i'm like babies yeah i'm i'm like that even now i won't touch anyone else's babies for fear of breaking them i held my all the babies held my niece twice that's really sad because whenever I'm near her, I'm like, come no. for a cuddle. I've, ne- I've never held her brother, but that's partly because... Yeah, that's COVID's fault. He was born just before COVID, yeah, so... I would have smooched him right up by now. No, oh, you baby. Yeah. Um, he doesn't even know who I am. He doesn't, he doesn't. But at least his bigger sister does. So you enjoyed this one. The comedy did. Relief did it for you and you got the children back. Yeah. Which was the important thing. That was the important thing. What would you have done if someone had been your child... One of your oh, see, I think they stayed very calm. Your parents. I want it because Picard was like, oh no, it's Dr. Crusher who said humans are unusually attached to their children. <laughs> but then Picard said later on, like, you're messing with our like primal instincts. Mm. I think my primal instincts would have kicked in. I would have been like, give me my fucking children back or I will throttle you. Whoa. You know what? I've always said if someone does something bad to my kids, they will regret, they will rue the day. That's well, all. Oh, right. That's, <laughs> that no, was, that's, that's that was an incomplete phrase. sentence that I felt. No, they will rue the day. Mm-hmm. Nothing else needs to be said. A pop cabinet. <laughs> this show is brought to you by Hollow Sweet Media. Computer, list other available Hollow Sweet Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, Beyond Farpoint, a Star Trek The Next Generation podcast. Nephew stroke inner child. Very much so, yeah. Yeah. And of course... They could make that more blatant if they tried. Oh, definitely, yeah. And you you get the... And sister-in-law stroke mother. Yeah, Um, absolutely, yeah. And of course you get that scene when they do eventually slug it out in the mud. 
figuratively, mentally, he's all done the other. Absolutely. Yeah, the, so, yeah, the brother confronts him with his vulnerability. They, in that sentence of, did you come back here for me to look after you? Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, Random Trek Review, a Star Trek Review Podcast. Yeah, the one you mentioned with Dr. Crusher is hilarious because it gets down to her and Captain Picard. And so it's like they have this giant galaxy-class ship and there's just the two of them and he acts like it's a normal thing. And it's just absolutely ridiculous, right? Two people on that giant starship. And there's even the point where where she says, Computer, how many personnel would it take to run this ship? And they're like, 832 or something. And Picard's like, oh, yeah, that is kind of weird, I guess. I thought we were just doing it, the two of us, you know? Like, that was pretty funny. Computer, deactivate Holosuite.